At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football playoff season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports, Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. As we welcome you back, it's our third hour of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Ben Wilson with you from our South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas, joined by the former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard on this triple header NFL wildcard Sunday. It is not a good Sunday so far for fans of the Philadelphia Eagles. As we are going to break, Jalen Hurts was sacked. Another punt, Mike, as uh, as you look at the uh, the box score so far, one first down in three drives, 1.2 yards per play. If there was some consolation, though, it was that Tampa Bay, they just, they just drove right into the red zone almost immediately. But Eagles at least hold. They do sack Tom Brady on back-to-back plays and are forcing a Ryan Suckup field goal right now, fourth and goal with just over nine minutes to play in the second quarter. So a chance, though, for Tampa Bay to take a commanding 17-0 lead. Remember, this was bet down from Tampa minus 8.5 down to minus 7, at, or 7.5 at kick as the kick by Suckup is up and good. So 17 nothing. but you look at it, Mike. 15 first downs to 1 for mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. 190 yards to 12 for Tampa Bay. 5.4 yards per play to 1.2. I mean, this has been a box score massacre. And you could argue Philadelphia is lucky that this game is only 17 to nothing. And Tampa Bay currently laying 15 uh, live right now with a 48 and a half point total. Yeah, there's no resistance really for the, the Eagles defense right there. And combine that with the fact that uh, all those stats, what you mentioned, but only 10 plays, 10 total plays. So even if you were scripted, if you're the Eagles and you were scripted, the first 15, you haven't even gotten through your script, but they're off the script uh, right now, down 17 points against Tom Brady at home. Uh, they have to come up with something. Now, I, I don't know how drastic it's going to be on the sideline. Uh, again, the confidence level in Jalen Hurts throwing the football is not very high. Uh, you do have Gardner Minshew over there, though. Uh, and you, we know that guy. <laughs> he does not lack confidence. This oh. is the playoffs. I, I think oh, yeah. from the Eagles' standpoint, you got to do anything and everything you can do in your power 
uh, to help yourselves win a football game. Now, I, I'm not going to suggest that's going to happen right now. Obviously, there's a lot of football to go, but it has to be creeping into the minds of those yeah. coaches on the sideline right now. Just 10 plays offensively. Just keep in mind, first time these two teams met, that Thursday night game in Philadelphia in which we remember the Nick Sirianni, he goes for two down eight and ends up getting it. Tampa Bay does not cover. They were laying six and a half, 28-22, your final. But very similar, at least start of the game, to what we're seeing so far today, Mike, where, and in the end, Tampa Bay comes out. They out time of possession Philadelphia, essentially 40 minutes to 20. Mm -hmm. Doubled them up. So far, 14-53 time of possession to 5-51. So you have the ball for five minutes and 51 seconds. To your point, hard to get much established, right? I'm sure for you, like as a, as a receiver especially, when you're just when you're barely on the field, it seems like it's almost got to feel like unfair when you're sitting on the sideline with no no opportunity to even get into the game. Right. Well, it's the play caller too. You're talking about Shane Steichen, uh, UNLV grad. So here's a guy who second second year as an offensive coordinator, for second full year as a coordinator, and now he's scrambling uh, against. Bowls in the Buccaneers defense and yeah. Buccaneers are they're, they're disguising a lot at the line of scrimmage messing with protections too, but the running game is not developed for the Eagles either. So if the identity of that football team is nowhere to be found right now, uh, you can imagine what's going on on that sideline, how chaotic it is right now, certainly. And then all of a sudden too, from a drop back standpoint, again, Jalen Hurts is not a prolific thrower of the football. Uh, and so I wonder how they find that type of offense now in this football game. At, as far as the props as well, just to update those too, uh, because first half numbers are now going to be mm -hmm. uh, start coming into play. Tampa Bay was laying four and a half. You were probably good if you were a Tampa Bay first half better, but 23 and a half or 24 was our first half total. And that field goal, Mike, makes things uh, a, little, <laughs> a little interesting. Especially if you took the over, you're hoping, you were hoping for seven. Oh, yeah. Certainly there, you, you need another touchdown uh, to get home. But as far as the props go, Mike Evans has come out and uh, something I asked you mm -hmm. as we got ready for kickoff. What is that mentality? How different is it when you are a top wide receiver and you know the rest of your cast is so depleted? Mike Evans has gone off today, even though he hasn't found the end zone. Six catches for 61 yards already. Uh, you look at uh, where, where his props were at. Four and a half receptions, mm -hmm. 53 and a half yards. He has gone over both of those, Mike, pretty, pretty easily without much resistance in the first half alone, speaking exactly uh, to your point that you discussed here pregame. Right, absolutely, and think about it too. I mean, we saw Josh Allen be one-dimensional, and, and we saw what he did last night. Okay, here you got Tom Brady being one-dimensional, throwing a football. I mean, there, where's the rushing game? Uh, like, Tampa Bay doesn't need it right now. You can keep the Eagles honest, right? But when you have all those trees out there, uh, I'm talking about Gronkowski, uh, Evans, all these guys are six, five and above right there. So uh, it makes the game easier for Brady. The Eagles have not got him, gotten him off his spot either. He's highly comfortable uh, in the pocket. So uh, unless the Eagles offense can possess the football uh, and actually uh, accumulate plays here, get, keep that defense mm -hmm. on the sideline to help them, you know, get some adjustments, help them with uh, rest and, and, and just settling down. But it's the pressure's on the Eagles' offense right now to get something going. And, and of course, when you have 12 yards in offense, none of your props are going to be close. That's, right. That's right. the case with Philadelphia. I do have to give a, a lot of credit as well to our guest earlier on the show here on Betting Across America, Evan Klosky, giving out that's a Tom Brady over attempts prop. And his analysis of how this game would play out from a Buccaneer offensive game plan standpoint, Mike, has been spot on. Brady, 18 to 23, a buck 52 to 6.6 yards per attempt, but a 94.2 rating. He has been ruthless uh, so far. And his, his attempts prop at DraftKings today, 38 and a half, at least, that MGM and other markets, I could, you know, differing by maybe a, a, a pass attempt or so, but uh, very, very uh, on pace, regardless of 
whatever book you bet that at. So 18 to 23 to start for Tampa Bay. Uh, again, they are laying 15 up to now 16 and a half here as Eagles will get the ball back 9.08 to go in the first half. So without further ado, it is time to get to our picks. We have Pritch's playbook, as you see throughout the week on Betting Across America, the weekday edition of this show. Uh, you, I know you've got a couple plays, and they are both involving our a second game later to come. Yeah, I like the Cowboys. I do. I, I think, you know, when you look back at the game at SoFi with the Rams and the 49ers, there was a lot of 49er fans in L.A. Now, this game certainly in Dallas, a, a road situation for the 49ers, and so I looked at that. I went back and watched those games, the true road atmosphere. I'm not going to say home field advantage for Dallas because it's such a big stadium. But in terms of how comfortable 49ers were in L.A., I don't think that's going to be the case here. Uh, And I'm highlighting Garoppolo uh, in this situation, too. So Dallas, think about this, at least for me. I thought about how Dallas and Quinn could prepare to stop the rushing attack. It's about toughness. It's about want to, and certainly he's going to have these players uh, revved up defensively. Micah Parsons is a disruptor. Uh, if you can eat up blockers and let him get to a ball carrier, I- I'll take that any day, every day. Uh, and I also like George Kittle uh, from the 49ers perspective because of what Dallas does defensively. And I think Kittle is a forgotten weapon out there. You know, we, we see Debo Samuel uh, a lot. Uh, uh, we see the other receivers, too, uh, making plays out there, certainly the running game. Uh, four to 49ers, but if they do get the running game going, uh, I, I like this over situation, 51 and a half receiving yards for George Kittle. I, no, I, I do like uh, that prop. I, I like the jersey we used to. In <laughs> 30, you know, you don't see many wide receivers who are number 35. They ran out of 80 days. numbers that year. They ran hey, out of 80 numbers. How do you numbers. run out? You're the National Football League. How do you run well, out? So we ran a run and shoot, and there was uh, so, a so many receivers on <laughs> the uh, roster, uh, as well as a couple of tight ends, too. We had a couple, but they were more special, special teams guys. Uh, but also Glanville told me that year when I got drafted that if I didn't work out at wide receiver, he's going to move me to the backfield. Cause they saw what I can do as a running back too. So Jerry Glanville, <laughs> I kept, I mean, I could have switched to 85 uh, my second year, but I was rookie of the year on, on some lists and stuff like that. So I kept 35 bro. Don't fix it. So that's, that's right. That picture from, uh, from 92. Was that when that was uh, uh, 91 that or 90, 91 would have been 91 mm-hmm. and you Falcons made the playoffs. Yes, sir. That's right. Your, your, your playoff win came, uh, came, came that season, man. What a, right. what a time to be alive. Uh, before we get to my bet too, you mentioning too just all the, like the noise in general. Mm-hmm. And you know, you've, you've been such a proponent of this, giving that player's perspective, kind of giving us some insight to, like, you know, how players inside the locker room, you know, perceive that the media perception and, and how that relates to sometimes the betting market. I know we've got a clip here, Dak Prescott, because he has, he has certainly heard the noise coming in this week. And with you having that bet on Dallas here today, Mike, I think you would be interested to see what, uh, and hear what Dak Prescott had to say on that exact topic here earlier this week. I've said it time and time again, we don't care what people believe about us outside of this, this, uh, these walls, whether they think it's good or not. Um, we're excited for the matchup. Obviously, we were, it's a playoff opponent. You've got to respect them and what they've done. Um, been a successful team the past few years. I understand they were just as hurt as we were last year. But uh, coming in this game, as we expect, uh, hard four quarters. And um, if it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a war. And we're exactly up for that. So we, we did get to get the coach speak, player speak from both teams <laughs> accounted for with, yeah. with both of those. Both uh, teams are confident. Bets. Both teams <laughs> right. are, are confident. And as Dak Prescott says that, I will go right into my best bet for today. Mm-hmm. We'll give out the San Francisco 49ers plus three and a half at minus 120. Now, this was, again, this was the play I gave out last night on VEASAN Bet Center. We're back to threes. A lot of, most of them juiced to the Dallas side. 
Uh, but again, I still endorse this play. And I expect the late public Dallas money to come in, Mike, before we get to kick off here in the next couple of hours. And we'll have another chance for betters out there to take San Francisco with the plus three and a half. I would, in an ideal world, would love to get that at the minus mm-hmm. 110 spot. Uh, the, the best number we have seen so far is at the minus 120. Uh, we have mentioned before here on, on this show, Mike, why I, I believe the game plan will, will reign supreme on the Kyle Shanahan perspective, right. focusing on the run game today, using his guys, Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel in particular to exploit a Dallas run defense that has not, that has really been masked its struggles by the, by how outstanding the past defense is. And at the end of the day, they haven't mentioned his name yet today on the show, but Mike McCarthy's involved. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> you a, I'm a Wisconsin guy. You have I'm from, history. I'm a Packer fan. <laughs> You know, I don't, I, I don't know about you. I don't want to be on the side of Mike McCarthy. He is a liability okay. as a head coach. I'm just going to say that coaching advantage to San Francisco. Uh, we still have to discuss our Sunday night game. We'll do that next with Tim Benz, host of our Pittsburgh City Cast, on the other side right here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. VEASAN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. All, our all-new Big Game, Big Dance Special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VSIN.com slash big deal to sign up today as we welcome you back betting across America presented by BetMGM. Ben Wilson with you from our South Point Las Vegas studios back with the former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard. It's the last stand Mike for Philadelphia <laughs> got a fourth down. So Tampa Bay runs 25 plays in mm-hmm. opponent territory before Philadelphia crosses midfield 17 nothing bucks under five to go in the second quarter. But Philly give them credit for really the only positive thing they've done all day. They do pick up a fourth and four, 10-yard pass, Jalen Hurts to Dallas Goddard, but a third and 11 here just inside the Tampa uh, 40, and it looks like they'll have another fourth down to, I would have to think, go for. You're Nick Sirianni. You're down 17. You're getting dominated. Fourth and about nine at the 37 of Tampa. Uh, On on the live markets, this is suspended right now, awaiting the fourth down decision. But, hey, hey, they crossed midfield. That's about the only thing that's gone right today for for Philadelphia. Yeah, you see how Devin White is kind of controlling the middle of the field with his speed, not only in a running game, but the passing game, too. So think about that with Michael Parsons in Dallas. 
right? Uh, and, and that's why Micah Parsons was drafted so high because of what Devin White did last year. Uh, when you have that kind of speed uh, at the linebacker position, you can free them up when you have bodies that can eat up blockers at the line of scrimmage too. So uh, yeah, you're right. Fourth and 10 here. Have for to the go Eagles. for it. Yeah, not, not a surprise. You go for it. Hurts throws in incomplete, almost intercepted. Doesn't matter. Would have been a pick or an incomplete pass anyway. And that uh, is a turnover on down. So Philadelphia, who had just one first down in the game's first 20 minutes, they at least moved the ball into Tampa territory, but stall out right there. And with 349 to go in the second quarter, 17 nothing. Uh, Tampa Bay, again, we're waiting to, to get a uh, reposted live number here. We'll get that to you uh, momentarily. But in the meantime, we do have to still discuss our Sunday night game. We've already gone through our thoughts here on Dallas and San Francisco coming up in our second game. But how about game number three, Pittsburgh going to Kansas City. And to help us do that, we go out to the East Coast. And the host of our Pittsburgh CityCast, sponsored by uh, Bet Rivers, one of our outstanding hosts as part of that uh, newly grown podcast network here with Vison and that is Tim Benz, who you can follow at Tim Benz PGH, who uh, who is uh, he's, he's a guy who's going to be following the Pittsburgh Steelers, and as I know, done a number of podcasts, Mike, uh, this week on our CityCast here, previewing this game. So, Tim, uh, as as we welcome you in here, we're seeing the line tick up now, up to thirteen, as we sit in a lot of spots. There's still some twelve and a halfs to be found, and uh, the, you know, look, the question everybody has asked all week for ben, for Big Ben Roethlisberger in a team that is the largest underdog ever in the uh, the expanded wild card playoffs since the, that expansion happened in 2002 can they a keep this game close and b have any chance to actually win the game outright here tonight closer minimally win outright no i don't think so um i'll just look at the changes in both directions from what the game was last time to what it is this time and I don't see Juju Smith-Schuster being as much of a shot in the arm X and O-wise as he might be adrenaline-wise or just from the standpoint of a good story that the rest of the teammates want to wrap their arms around. Um, you know, he's used to what has become the Ray-Ray McLeod role. He's just a little bit better at it. A lot of those shallow crosses the Steelers love to run on third and six. They'll throw it four and a half yards, and maybe Juju's big enough and strong enough to get the extra yard and a half to get the first. I mean, like, that's been what he's done the last two years with that shoulder. I don't know if he'll be as proficient at it, though. So, you know, and, and Kelsey coming back and Hill maybe less compromised by the heel than what he was with COVID, who knows. Uh, I still think those guys being out there and more of a presence at the very least makes it even easier for Mahomes to find the secondary guys, and he did that when they were primary guys in the first game, and look what happened. So, I still think this is a Kansas City win, and I don't think they're going to have to work too hard for it. You know, Tim, looking at this game, too, as a better, um, you know, pretty much 12-and-a-half all week, and now we see it ticked up to 13. Uh, and so last night we watched Josh Allen go off, uh, easily covers that number. I mean, the guy was perfect out there. We're watching Tom Brady, another elite quarterback, get after the Eagles. You got an elite quarterback with Patrick Mahomes for betters, on the fence, maybe. I mean, does that give them confidence to perhaps lay this number? It should. I think it should. Um, you know, it's a little late in the game to start teasing things. If you had some other partners who wanted to tease it with to get it down, some of the better items I thought were earlier in the weekend. Uh, maybe you want to get on it now if you feel good about the Niners or good about Dallas and want to tease it down, do that. But. Uh, I, I said in our paper the trip 40-17 to 17 this week, which is actually a little bit closer than what it was the last time in terms of the differential. It just looks uglier. But I think he has more offensive weapons. Maybe the Steelers score occasionally here or there some more, but 
you know, I, I think that the only difference that, like, to your point, if, if Mahomes should get injured early or, you know, get knocked around early, like T.J. Watt gets loose a couple times where he couldn't before because of the ribs against Kansas City in the first game, that could be something that could pinch gamblers, of course, if the elite quarterback goes out. But if he plays four quarters of healthy football, even if Watt is healthier, I still think the Chiefs put up enough of a number to cover. Yeah, now Tim Benz, our guest here on Betting Across America. Again, follow him at Tim Benz PGH. You can find his uh, his articles as well, as you were just mentioning. They're uh, in the trip in Pittsburgh and host of our uh, Bet Rivers Pittsburgh CityCast. You think, Tim, too, about like what could be the possible way for Pittsburgh to, as you mentioned, keep the game close, staying within a large number like this, such a big spread here at the 12.5 or 13. But not only that, you know, potentially actually win the game, like what would have to happen. You think about how bad Kansas City's rush defense has been this year where they're, you know, last in the league in, in the run-stop win rate metric from their defensive line, a bottom eight to defensive DVOA team coming into the playoffs. My question to you from, from covering this Pittsburgh team all year, stats, we know how much Pittsburgh has struggled offensively in general, but how do you handicap the run game in, in particular for Pittsburgh since traditionally that is the way these big underdogs come into the playoffs, trying to establish the run, shorten the game, all sorts of things like that. How, how do you imagine Pittsburgh's running game translating into Kansas City tonight? Yeah, I'd feel better about it if Harris had been 100%, but I think that elbow is more problematic than they're letting on. Um, I think he would have been working out earlier in the week if he could Come playoff time, the younger the player, the bigger Tomlin is, and making sure they get a solid week out of him. Um, you know, maybe they did the right thing by resting him for as long as they did, but I'm just trying to read the tea leaves for how questionable he truly is or was. They don't have a real good option as a second back. Uh, Benny Snell can give you spurts, a run here, a run there, but I think you saw it when Najee was out last week. The longer he was in, the less he did. So, uh, I think they've got to have Harris in top form. He gutted it out big time in that game uh, at the end of the season against Baltimore. If you saw his first couple of runs when he came back from the elbow injury, he had no idea how to hold the ball and stiff arm with the offhand, which is such a weapon of his. He looked very tentative uh, from the minute he got back in. Then in overtime, he made an unbelievable play with a one-handed catch that could have saved the tick six. Mm-hmm. And then had a remarkable run to help them get in the field goal range. So he came up big late. Uh, I think his elbow is still very much a question mark. And, yes, I would feel a little bit more comfortable from somebody who's uh, got the Pittsburgh's favor at the time of uh, kickoff. And, and I've got Najee Harris over there with the potential to get 30 carries. But I don't know if they're going to lean on him like that. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting right there because I was just looking at some props. I mean, Friermuth uh, at 30 and a half uh, receiving yards looks attractive, too. I mean, Big Ben, we know that he likes to hold that football in the pocket, but I, I mean, against this pass rush, he's going to have to get rid of that football. And uh, Fryermuth is a guy that appeals to me in terms of at least creating some separation out there for him. Yeah, although I would say that I don't know about the quick frames from Ben; those tend to go to Deontay Johnson and Ray Ray McLeod and even Chase Claypool. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for the tight end to get for Ben to get the view of his separation up the seam, um, the quick stuff that they tend to run so much of, and I think they're going to have to get rid of the ball quickly with some of the pass rushers that can get after Roethlisberger. You know, somebody just sounds, that sounds attainable. I mean, like, he can get two catches, and if they both go for 15 yards, you're good. Or if he catches two and a seven-yard uh, touchdown, he's good in the red zone. I mean, that, if you want to play that, that's a comfortable play for me. Some of the in-game stuff that I like is, you know, the first to 30 number. 
is real low. I think it's at minus 167. Um, the Chiefs can get to 30. The Steelers won't. So, I mean, if the Steelers win this game, it's not because they're getting to 30. Uh, it's because their defense manages to hold the Chiefs down, forces some turnovers, and they keep it uh, within the margin. So, I like that one. I like a lot of the Chiefs to score first. And look at how bad the Steelers have been in the first half of the games. Even games that they've won, they've had to come back in. Uh, any of the plays that you see where Kansas City scores first or Kansas City leading at halftime or things of that nature, I think are real smart plays in this one. Even if the Steelers should pull off a stunner, I think it's going to have to be a low-scoring game where they come back in the second half. And that's been their formula this year. Man, as of right now, th- Chiefs minus three and a half first quarter, which is crazy. <laughs> Seven and a half first half. Uh, as we'll, we'll see how that develops as we get closer to game time. Tim Benz, our guest from the Pittsburgh CityCast. Check that out as well as all of our uh, Bet River sponsored CityCast here at the network. Tim, we really appreciate the time as always. Been quite the whirlwind season for you to cover there in Pittsburgh, uh, but enjoy the game tonight. All right, fellas, thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. Enjoy the day. Absolutely. You. As we return here on Betting Across America, Mike, we're getting towards the end of the first half, talking about those first half lines. That total is going to come right down to it because Philadelphia has the ball back after forcing a Tampa Bay punt. Down 17 nothing, but eh, they're moving. We'll update you on that next here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vsin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vsin.com slash NFL. Final half hour for us. Here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, Ben Wilson back with you from our South Point Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas, joined once again by the national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes, Mike Pritchard. 91. What a season that was. That was 91. a great season. You beat yeah. my alma mater. In we a very went through Missouri. We game. did go through Missouri. I had to mention that once. <laughs> fifth down game. Mike right. Pritchard, you were a part of it. They still had the fifth down grill out there? No, they eventually okay. just had to they had to get rid of it. They had to let it go. We have a bar called Big 12, okay. even though we are we Missouri, now in the <laughs> SEC. Right. Right. Had to get had had to get the had to get that in. There okay. While, well, while we're still together on the show. But there's, Mike there's, Richard is a national champion and a former NFL wide receiver. There's no Omni Turf restaurant no, out there. No okay. more Omni. T- <laughs> they tried to get rid of all of those memories. Uh, it, speaking of getting rid of memories, uh, Eagle fans Look, this this had the makings of very similar to what we saw last night in Buffalo, Mike, early on. This this certainly had the feel of a 47-17 to 17 type game. Give the Eagles credit. They have at least hung in after going down 17-0, just forced a Tampa Bay punt, and they're on the move right now. Second and three coming up at the edge of the Tampa Bay red zone. A minute to go in the first half, and if you took first half over, 23-and-a-half, that was where most books closed here, Mike. Mm-hmm. This is really interesting now because 17 nothing. you got to think if you're – if you're Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia, you need seven here. I, I, obviously, yeah. you're down three scores. So you could you could take a three, but they they should be pretty aggressive, don't you think? In their play calling. Well, for coaches, you know, for coaches, they're thinking about points and possessions, certainly, uh, right? Uh, now, quarterbacks and players, they could be thinking differently, trying to force the issue, and I think that's what we just saw. Did uh, we just see that? I was. I thought there might have been a flag down, but no, there was not. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. He does force. His, he he does force the issue. Picked right. off at the goal line. And Jalen hurts that well, man. So, so well, if you had this is over, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, this is what's, yeah, this is what's difficult to back uh, for backing Jalen hurts in a passing situation because 
There's no need to force the football right yeah. there, right? And we think about coaching decisions and, and Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator, what is he thinking? But it doesn't matter when your quarterback forces a football in a situation where he's clearly in a scoring situation. Throw the football out of bounds, try to make something happen with your legs, but do not turn it over, especially as the clock's winding down in the first half. Mike Edwards gets the pick in the end zone as it stays 17-0 as we play with a minute to go. In the first half, the, the, the shops like MGM who still who do continuous in-game as opposed to some of the books who only hang lines when you have commercials, they are hanging a 16.5 with juice to Tampa Bay right now for the full game. We're down to 40.5 as a, as a total right now as a Tampa Bay is comfortable with just running the ball up the middle. So we'll probably go uh, to half. So I, well, we are seeing a timeout taken after a five-yard run. When that gets to half, we'll give you our, our updated um, half timeline and, and see if there's anything we'd be interested in in playing for the second half, but as it stands, 17 zip Tampa is a closing seven or seven and a half point favorite. You were mentioning, I can, I can, I can, I know where your mind is always going on games. Like, you know, on, on these games, Mike, cause we were just talking about Kansas city and Pittsburgh tonight. We'll mm-hmm. get our, get Mike's thoughts here on, on this game. You asked him Ben's our last guest, the whole, this whole concept of, all right, well, betters have seen these favorites cover and cover pretty handily with these, uh, with the rock star quarterbacks. You're going to have another one of these cases with a Patrick Mahomes type team laying a large number 12 and a half or 13. I, I feel like you're, you're trying to get talked into laying it with Kansas city. And I, I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat here because on paper, like what is there to say on, on Pittsburgh that could possibly give you anything to back them other than they have this weird voodoo magic at the end of games with, with Ben Roethlisberger right. and this weird ability to never be out of it, no matter what. Well, absolutely. They got nine wins and seven of those have been big Ben coming from behind game winning drives that way. So uh, it, it's something that is in my mind when I'm considering this game. I don't know if I want, I didn't want to lay 12 and a half all week long. Now it's up to 13, but I am watching Josh Allen and I am watching Tom Brady. And I, you know, I know Patrick Mahomes and I know Eric B really well. So I, I can anticipate what's going to happen in this football game. Uh, if Tariq Hill is healthy from that heel, which we'll see, uh, Kelsey certainly uh, is a, is a weapon and then Pringle. I mean, they're finding guys to throw the football to, and certainly they remind me of what Tampa Bay's doing a lot in this game, too, like the precision passing attack, throwing the ball underneath, throwing screens, doing that like as well for Patrick Mahomes to get into a rhythm. That's been beneficial for the Kansas City Chiefs. And all over the place, I know T.J. Watt is a force, but anywhere else on Pittsburgh, it's not up to, up to snuff. It's not a great roster defensively, and – They've been exposed all year long, to be honest with you. So I'm looking for the Kansas City Chiefs to have that ability again in the playoff, but that's a big number to consider, though. But, uh, books understand that, too. Mike. Right, that's right. We've seen this thing jacked up. Some 12 and a half still out there, as high as 13. This, the one stat, to me, that tells you the story on Pittsburgh, all right, they only led for 21.8% of their offensive snaps this season. <laughs> 21.8. You know who led? You know which team in the NFL led for more a higher percentage of their offensive snaps? The Houston not. Texans. Okay. <laughs> the Houston Texans led more p- p- periods of NFL football games this year than the playoff-bound Pittsburgh Steelers. Like this team is horrible. I, and, and like as a result here, I, it's not. I don't see this as a game, Mike, where I'm going to get involved pregame simply because I cannot possibly take it with Pittsburgh. But the right. books have jacked it up to a point where. It's, it's not something that really interests me laying a huge number. And as a result, we've heard that earlier. We're talking with, uh, you know, with uh, Mike Palm, Derek Stevens mm-hmm. down at Circa. We've heard the same from, from our odds makers here at South Point that 
there's been a ton of early interest in in taking either side because not, not a lot of dog interest in Pittsburgh sure. and betters don't want to lay the huge number. I that number though, like the fact that Houston led for more of its share of offensive snaps than Pittsburgh did. Houston. Well, like, Houston, I mean, come on. Well, we know Pittsburgh backed into the playoffs. I mean, if you think about the Raiders and the Chargers, one of those two teams, or both of them, should have been in the playoffs. Pittsburgh should not be in the playoffs, but here they are, and they have, they have an opportunity. I don't think they can seize it. I mean, Kansas City, the adjustments that they made all year long on their defense has improved. I mean, you you look at Buffalo, watch Buffalo play, uh, and then size them up against what Kansas City is doing defensively lately. You know, Chris Jones being healthy, mm-hmm. but I think the addition of Melvin Ingram gives them versatility on that defensive front with Clark as well. And, uh, okay, Najee Harris, is he going to run the football today? I don't know against that front uh, and those linebackers. Uh, and certainly you got the honey badger back there too. So the liability for the Chiefs is in the passing game. Um, but yet I don't know where the Steelers is going to find a dominant passing game. Now, Big Ben can make plays, though. He is a playmaker. He's going to hold the football there. But I, I think the improvement – or the addition of Melvin Ingram uh, and Spagnuolo, what he's doing with this defense uh, is certainly going to handcuff you, you sound, the Steelers. Uh, yeah, you sound a lot more bullish than most, on at least on this Chiefs defense, because it you know it leads us into the longer term outlook for Kansas right. City and a, a team that whose weakness has been characterized not only this year but you go to to, to past struggles of seasons has been their defense mm-hmm. and lack of support around Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the football, a defense that started off, you, know, you look first five, six weeks of the year, by far the worst defense in the National Football League, to your point, made significant improvements, moved up into more of a league average unit at the end here. But there have still been questions as we've gone towards the end of the season, making Drew Locke look like a near uh, a pseudo Hall of Famer last week. <laughs> that, that gave it Denver, uh, the Broncos quarterback. That is the question really going forward. If you have conviction, certainly in a, in, a, in a defense like Kansas City actually turning a corner, I would think inherently, Mike, you would like their chances to make a run in, in the playoffs, wouldn't you? Well, there's a complementary nature between the defense and the offense of the Chiefs. So the Chiefs offense, we know they're prolific. They're going to put up points. They're going to score about 28 points a game. It's going to be hard to stop that. But what happened along the way with the Chiefs? People started playing them like with zones, high mm-hmm. safeties, and so that made the Chiefs have to hold the football. So if you're holding the football and yet you're still executing it and yet you're still capping off drives with touchdowns, you know what your defense does not have any more pressure because now you can possess the football offensively. You can let teams move the ball down the field but tighten up in the red zone, and that's what we saw from the Chiefs down the stretch. Uh, eighth in the National Football League in points allowed. Uh, that was a significant improvement. I, I think you'll see teams be able to move the football like Buffalo. But to be able to tighten up in the red zone is key for the Chiefs. But what's more key to me is the fact that that offense keeps percolating. That offense keeps putting up numbers. And, and until a defense can neutralize that offense for Kansas City, uh, yeah, I, I think Kansas City has a great chance of returning back to the Super Bowl this year. The complementary nature. It's right. really interesting, the, the point you make. And you see how the odds reflect now the public's love with, right. with a big game last night by Buffalo. It's certainly like if Tim Benz, our guest in the last segment, if his scoreline proves true, and this is a 47-10 type, or 40, I think 40-17 to 17 he gave out. If it's a shellacking by Kansas City, maybe you see those numbers and, and the gap between the Chiefs and Bills widen to where they were coming into the weekend. But regardless, right now, it's your co-favorites to win the AFC. Keep in mind, neither of those teams is the number one seed, Mike. We're all, <laughs> nobody's giving any respect to the Tennessee Titans, but you, you could potentially have a, a near pick to one-point line next week in Kansas City. Remember, where the Chiefs got blown out 
by Buffalo on Monday on different, Sunday night football earlier this totally year. Totally different team back then, though, right? I mean, you think about exactly. it. And so just the addition of players, but then also the subtraction of a key player, Sorensen. I mean, he was such a liability in the passing game. or, or Maybe the uh, worst second like outfield field player. In the Good NFL. Lord, I want to line up against him right now. <laughs> I would take your over prop. There you even, go. Even right now, if you're lining right. up against Eddie Sorensen. Nothing against him, personally. But that, that's Is he a Mizzou guy? No, 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 no. No, he's not. Don't worry about it. Uh, coming back, we will give you a halftime line. 17 nothing. bucks at the half. We'll talk about that as we wrap up the show next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dance Special provides VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit slash big deal to sign up today. It's our final segment here on Betting Across America. Back with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. We're at the half here in Tampa Bay. 17 zip. Buccaneers on top of the Eagles as a, a seven or seven and a half point closing favorite, Mike. So your first half stays mm-hmm. under. Buccaneers cover four and a half. Props that have already cashed. And there are a couple. Even oh, yeah. in the first half. Mike Evans, six for 61 in the first half. Mike <laughs> going over his four and a half receptions, 53 and a half receiving yards. Uh, that cash is as Tom Brady goes 20 to 25 for a buck 59 Jalen hurts, 11 to 19, 88 yards and an interception. And already Mike, they're betting, uh, they're betting Philly in the second half. MGM opened this uh, Eagles minus two second half. So plus 15 for the game already down to minus one. Clearly the betters they have, they have not been convinced by, uh, by what they have seen so far out of Philadelphia. Yeah. It's going to be interesting right there in that second half, because I think anything and everything can happen really. I mean, hurts. When you force a football like that with really your only true scoring opportunity, uh, you know as coaches, you're probably discussing something in terms of changing quarterbacks. So I I don't know if Hurts can continue and and play like that and certainly Eagles expecting to win the game, but it would be a knee-jerk reaction in my opinion. I think uh, we'll probably see Hurts, but it is the playoffs, and again, no points. Uh, That one trip in the red zone did not come come away with uh, points right there. Uh, So as coaches, you – I know for a fact they're probably thinking about uh, Minshew a little bit. Thinking about Minshew. Thinking about it. Might get him in the second half. 23 (laughs) is your second half total. I'm a little intrigued on the over. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, With only 17 scored in the first half. 
and perfect weather, by the way, in uh, Tampa Bay, 23 or 23 and a half, depending on the uh, book MGM we're showing at 23. Want to get uh, this gentleman's thoughts on it because we get our favorite part of the show, a little crosstalk as we've got the green zone coming up, a Sunday staple here at VSIN at the network with Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds coming up from our Circa Sportsbook Studios. We got, look at Dave. He's ready to go. Big Let's D. Go. Big D coming up in a couple hours. First off, Dave, what do, what do you think of this game so far here? Anything you're looking to do uh, in-game before you and Wes have to, you know, get on the jackets and actually get on air here? Yeah, I know. I Don't tell the bosses the jackets in there. I will have it on for the next right, four hours, right, I promise. But, uh, but Ben, look, I look at this thing, and I, I took the, the Buccaneers in the under preflop, so I like my position there, so I'm not going to press it here in the second half. Uh, it's it's interesting that you get an over you get an under in that first half with only 17 points. The way the Buccaneers uh, and Tom Brady just were manipulating the line of scrimmage, and I know that Pritch knows this better than most. The way that they're going up tempo, but actually that up tempo was keeping the Eagles uh, on their heels the whole way. And you notice when the Eagles just watch their possessions, everything's going down to f- inside of five seconds before they snap it. It's it's really interesting to watch the team that's going faster, right? but they're actually controlling the tempo and it's making the Eagles almost second guess what they have to do. The Eagles obviously have to speed things up in the second half. Good luck. That, that Buccaneer defense, yeah. this is why I backed them today. I had the bad number at eight. It went down to seven. Would love to have that seven, but I still feel pretty good pre-flop position. So I'm not going to move off of that, but you know, Ben, I, I love like, you know, I talked to Bryant McFadden, my buddy who joins us here on Vston, two time Super Bowl champion with the Buccaneers. When you got a guy like Pritch right next to you, too, I talked to BMAC this morning. There's nothing quite like that playoff intensity. And the defenses do come to the forefront. We saw it with the Bills last night, the way they pushed around the Patriots with that offensive line. And you're seeing it so far today with the Bucs. That's what I'm expecting out of the Cowboys and Niners. Who can win the line of scrimmage? Watch that. I know we'll look for the big plays over the top and all those things. But if the Cowboys can stop the running game like the Buccaneers have done with the Eagles, then I like the Cowboys' chances coming up in game number two. How about that? Because I laid it with the Cowboys with the three there, Dave, uh, just on that fact. You know, playoff intensity is just different. Uh, And you're talking about these guys trying to rise to the occasion in terms of stopping the run, being challenged that way. Uh, Something tells me the Cowboys are are challenged that way or were challenged that way all week long. I want to get to Dak Prescott, though, because we've seen these elite quarterbacks play stellar football. Uh, Anticipating... Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes doing the same kind of thing. I usually add a premium bump to elite quarterbacks. Do you think Dak Prescott is worthy of a premium bump as well? I think he's got a chance, and I think he still has the advantage over Jimmy G in this game. And, and, and Pritch, I kind of look at it when I break down this game, and I kind of see advantages for the Cowboys everywhere except the kicking game. And if it comes down to that, Greg Zerline could be a liability uh, against Robbie Gold on the other side there. But offensively, yeah, I think Dak fully healthy now. And it looks like that's what we're finally seeing, Pritch. And look, he was not healthy after that Patriot game. Of course, missed a couple. Cooper Rush had a play with that calf injury. And I think that's why he played so much last week in a nothing game against Philadelphia on the road. Because I think it's almost like a mental hurdle. And Pritch, you know this as an athlete. You have to know that your body is ready to go to war with you. Your mind might be, but is your body. And I think Dak finally got over that hurdle last week, getting out a little bit, running a little bit more. I think he'll utilize his legs, might have to, against his good 49er pass rush today, too. And I think Pollard being back and fresh, and they rested him last week. He can rely on that running game, I do believe. So if the Cowboys can win up front and Tyron Smith being back, Zach Martin being healthy, that offensive line as healthy as it's been all year for the Cowboys, if they can control or at least neutralize that 49er front, I think Dak's going to be in a good place mentally because I think physically he's finally back. And when that combination is there, I call him Super Dak Prescott. 
I expect to see Super Dak today and not just average Dak. Super Dak. As somebody, Dave, who Super had the, uh, the Dak Prescott comeback player of the year ticket from like week four at minus 165, I was very happy to, let, to see him play week 18, the old five touchdown game, as, uh, as he was at one point like minus 2,000, and then Joe Burrow's <laughs> nuclear surge down the stretch started to make me sweat uh, that bet. So I, I have to imagine, so you, are you laying it with, uh, with Big D today? I know, I know you're going to be sweating that. It's weird. You're a fan. You're on the air. You're one of the more yeah. professional hosts we've got on the network, so you're not going to be all fanboying. But I have to think you've got no. some skin in the game here. I do. And again, I, I hate almost like to say it out loud, but you know, I had the bills last night, laid the four and a half. Nice. I had the, the Bengals sweated that out. We got there, had the under there. So kind of things have broke my way. Got the Buccaneers and the younger under so far. We're looking good. So uh, when you try to professionally uh, put your best foot forward, I did like the Cowboys when I just looked at the matchups and look, I didn't like them a couple weeks ago against Arizona mm-hmm. when they were laying the six at home uh, against Kyler Murray company. I feel so much better about this matchup today. And I also think it helps when, when the betters look at San Francisco, and I know that they are uh, people look at them as a live dog today because of what they did to the Rams last week. I got to be honest with you, and, and the Rams, they got three Hall of Famers and all that. That's great. You try to run Debo Samuel on the edge, which I know Kyle Shanahan will do. Micah Parsons will be waiting. Uh, we know that, uh, that Tank Lawrence can set the edge, and so can Randy Gregory on the other side. If they play discipline and force Jimmy G to throw the ball, watch out for Trayvon Diggs and possibly getting that pick six. I really do think matchup-wise, it matches up well for the guys in Dallas. All right, Dave Ross. Yeah. D. Ross Sports is where you find him on Twitter, by the way. But I feel, I feel like everybody is already – you've got every follower that, that could be possibly had. Other day. So we'll let, you, <laughs> we'll let you go. Get on your jacket. Get your final powwow with Wes. You and Wes Reynolds, four hours of the green zone coming up. Uh, enjoy the NFL Sunday. I'm sure there's no excitement at all over there at uh, Circa with the, with the big crowd behind you there at the book. Very dead. Are you kidding me? This place is alive, Ben. I can't wait oh. for the next four hours. Appreciate you guys as always. Absolutely. Yeah, let's go. Uh, green zone coming up in just a few minutes as soon as we wrap here. Wes uh, and Dave. Uh, pretty pretty packed behind us. You can see sure. there's not a well, there's a couple seats to be had. Not many. So uh, at, the, at the South Point uh, Sportsbook, as there is our there is our view of the book. They installed uh, new seats a few a uh, few weeks ago. Mike, very yep. plush, very comfortable. comfortable. It is a not a bad, not a bad place to spend mm-hmm. an NFL Sunday, especially uh, during the playoffs. As Jimmy Vaccaro, I mean, he's just been coming back and forth, giving, giving us giving us his big tickets right. on uh, on the games that are coming in, and I'm sure we'll continue to see more of them. Now we are underway now in the second half. While we were talking with Dave, teams back out of the locker room, more of the same for Philadelphia as they immediately get to behind the sticks, run a screen pass on second and 18, but another third down coming up, Mike. It, and as, you know, as Dave made the point, and for us, he's part of this too from the handicap, you, you, when you, you're looking for in-game spots, so much of this is eye test. And when you watch an eye test team on an, Eagle, on an Eagles group that has run 31 plays, picked up five first downs, has continually been behind the sticks, right. two of seven on third downs, it's just hard to see a real way back for them in a game like this. Uh, the only thing is, like, you know, does Tampa take its foot off the gas pedal is my only question down the stretch, because remember, we saw Tampa Bay up 21 late third quarter in the first meeting, and Philadelphia at least made that a game and, and only lost by six. Yeah, I don't anticipate Tampa taking the, the foot off the pedal here. I mean, it's the playoffs, and certainly you want to execute yeah. and have those reps with these players because of the razor-thin nature of the roster there for Tampa. Uh, but it's going to get interesting. I mean, we're seeing a premium quarterback seize a moment. Was there Josh Allen? Uh, certainly we're watching Tom Brady. Uh, I mentioned that to Dave Ross. You know, a lot of people consider Dak Prescott a premium quarterback. We'll see today because if he is, if he is an elite quarterback, I feel pretty good about laying the three points right there because I, I think so goes the quarterback, goes these teams in the playoffs as they march towards the Super Bowl. 
That's going to be an amazing game. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I yeah. know coming up later today. And, uh, Mike, this has been a blast. Take it has for I mean, me as well. Three hours. Yeah, absolutely. NFL playoff Sunday edition mm-hmm. of the show. Hurts nearly picked as we uh, we go to break. Eagles did get a first down, though, on that third down to uh, Dallas Goddard. He goes over his reception yardage total as we uh, we head out the door. So congrats to those who, uh, who bet that. And stay tuned and keep it with us here at VEASAN. We've got the Green Zone. Four hours with Dave Ross. Wes Reynolds coming up next from our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Thanks to Elliot Bob and Stephen Bond, our producers, and for Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson saying so long from the South Point Sportsbook Studios as you've been watching Betting Across America here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.